any second. There we are. Dude, we're live. Are you ready for this? Whoa, we're live. I'm ready. <laughs> hey. Yes. Uh, dude, it's great to see you again. You and I have messaged quite a bit. Uh, yeah. It's, it's awesome to get, I'll say, tidbits of Danny as we go through. And what's crazy is the amount of motivation you provide to me just as a person in the world. Like we met on race week and I mean, it, it's so cool. I can't wait for everybody to get into this story and, uh, and just, you know, obviously learn and be motivated by you, hopefully like I am. So why don't, why don't we kind of start off by telling folks who you are and where they can find you. And then I've got some housekeeping stuff for Narcoleptic that I got to go over and then uh, we'll get right into it. So uh, my name is Daniel Green. I go by Danny Diesel. I can be found on Instagram under Danny Diesel, Facebook under uh, Danny Diesel, uh, YouTube. I finally got into the algorithm. You can find me under Danny Diesel there. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, where you can find me. And uh, you can also find me at your local racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you do some racing for sure. You are all over the country all the time. It's uh it's it's pretty awesome to watch your to watch your stuff and and just see the cool updates. I mean, you you're building a car that I hope you're going to hint at later that uh I think we're going to see on Sick Week, right? Yeah, so we yes. got a couple things up our sleeve uh for Sick Week that I'll be shooting out some more uh footage within the next uh, couple weeks on it, but it is definitely going to be a head turner, but the concept of it is pretty awesome too. Dude, that's cool. All right, so let me get into some of this house cleaning stuff, and then we can uh, housekeeping stuff, and then we'll get to it. Um, so first off, I want to say that old car guy who was on the other night, uh, Jason, O-L-D-E-C-A-R-R -R guy, and LS Chevy Rider 254, who was on last night for the uh, Quick 16, those guys both are in a – uh, I don't know. They're not in a competition. I think we should kind of push them to be in a little bit of competition with each other, but they're trying to get to 10,000 subs by the end of the year. Um, both channels are amazing. I mean, obviously if you have 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, you know, it's a pretty big deal. You do, you do stuff right. So everybody in the chat and watching this later, go find old car guy and go find LS Chevy Rider 254. Awesome content. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Andy's Computer Repair. Obviously, you've heard it before. We wouldn't be out here doing this in the shop without that dude uh, setting us up for with an internet setup. And Hawassi Tire and Lube, I got to get back out to Jarrett. We've got some tires that need to be burned off. Uh, I need some burnouts in my life, and he's the one that takes care of that for us. So, obviously, got to do that. Um, subscriber count earlier. We're 39 subscribers away from 3,000. Dude, it's so crazy. It's crazy okay. to think that there's 3,000 people that hit the subscribe button. Uh, for all the new folks that are here, thank you. For all the OGs, man, y'all are awesome. Uh, Red Hat Scotty's popping in here. He's saying, hey, what's up, my dude, and uh, saying that he's ready. So I, I hope he is. I hope you and uh, Red Hat got a little bit of time to talk to each other uh, during race week. We were all at the same hotel, I think, for a little while. So you probably did. Yeah. Uh, on the first night. Um, I do want to say, I know I went back and looked at our content that I've been dropping. Uh, we've been dropping a ton of shorts, so we're just going to call it hashtag drop your shorts. Uh, we're trying to get to a million views on the channel. 
it's easy with shorts. We don't make any money on shorts. So watch them multiple times, repeated, repeated video views on those. Uh, we got to get to a million to get the, to give the cart away. Uh, if I end up with the cart for too long, I'm going to smoke the motor and put LS in it. And if I'm going to put an LS in something, I want to do, a, I want to build a burnout car and I don't, I don't want to build a burnout car and then give it away. So, uh, shorts on YouTube. So everybody that's been patient, uh, appreciate that. But that leads me into the biggest announcement that we're, we're going to have uh, for probably the next few months until we get to sick week, which is what we're calling Narxmas. Okay. So starting the day after Thanksgiving till December 23rd, we're going daily, daily videos. We probably won't go live every day just because it's too hard with my life, but Every day you're going to get Narcs content, Narcoleptic content. You're going to have it for almost a solid month. I mean, if you don't like me, you better unsubscribe right now because you're going to be filled to the brim with all of our stuff. We have a ton of backlogged content that I've been editing. I just haven't finished. So you're going to be, uh, you're going to get privy to some of that hashtag lost footage. That's always fun. Uh, I found an old SD card. I dropped two videos, I think this week of footage that was old stuff. And then the last thing before we jump into this fun stuff, y'all, we've set up a Patreon account for Narcoleptic. If if you like what you see here and you just want more in-depth, you want behind the scenes, behind the scenes stuff, you want to talk about video editing, you want to talk about all the other projects we have going on in our life, Patreon's a great way to do that. It's patreon.com slash Narcoleptic Customs. Super easy stuff. Um, we'd love to see you guys over there. I will say... The folks on the Patreon get patron patron only content. I dropped three or four videos that'll never see YouTube over there. And they also see it hours or days before anybody else does. So so that's a, a greater way to keep up with us, stay really in the fold of what Narcoleptic Customs is doing. So anyways, enough of all of that. I'm going to go turn the heater on because it's kind of chilly and grab me a beer from the fridge. Why don't you get us started and kind of... I don't even know where to start. Uh, how about, let's see, what I mean, do we got so many questions? So tell them, give us like a high flyover, one, how fast the truck has been, and then kind of like horsepower, power plant, trans, and tire size while I, while I do that, while I get to, while I grab a beer. All right, so you go grab your beer. I will entertain these guys with uh, information about the truck. So, uh, currently, I drive a two. Uh, no, sorry, I drive a 1995 Dodge 2500 uh, diesel truck. We shortened it down, uh, put a cage in it. We actually put a engine out of a 2020 Dodge uh, Ram 2500 Cummins uh, in it. Uh, I sent the engine to a Wagler competition. It came out of a burnt truck, so it was pretty. It was pretty toasted. So, uh, Wagler Competition decided they were uh, up for the challenge. They built us a 1600 horsepower uh, Cummins engine, and we ran it uh, 1300 something miles this year and over 200 something passes. And the fastest pass we made, fastest mile an hour we made in that truck this year was 154 miles an hour. So. Dude, that's crazy. That's fast in the truck. Yeah, that was over at Tulsa, Oklahoma, and uh, I never got the truck to 60 foot properly. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to run it out the back. And so 
uh, I just, you know, kind of let off and uh, got it up into about 60 pounds of boost and nitrous hit, and it felt like a rocket. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, to come out, you know, and at that point be 60 or 100 feet out and then roll in it and end up at 150s, that's moving out. Yeah, I couldn't, you know, like I said, I, I never got my 60 foot times down properly. So I was like, uh, as we were going through race week, I had to kind of figure out uh, a different strategy since it wasn't hooking. So I was like, well, you know what? We'll just run it like we were running uh, top speed, you know, races and we'll just ease into it and just ramp it in. So that's yeah, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what size tire do you drive on and then race on? You, you said it while I go, but I was out. Uh, we actually raced on a 33 inch tall slick. It's 33 inch tall by 14 inch wide uh, slick. And then, uh, it's kind of funny because I never done a dragon drive event before. And so the truck never had any street miles. So oh. when we got, yeah. So when we got the noble Oklahoma, I had a plan to take one of the rims off of my tow truck, uh, which is a 2019 Dodge, same bolt pattern. So I was like, okay, well, I'll take one of the rims off the tow truck, and then I'll have another rim, and I'll just we'll go that route. Well, the other rim that I had was not the right bolt pattern, so oh. I, so I ended up, I ended up putting the tow truck hooked up to my trailer on blocks at Noble, Oklahoma, and I robbed both of the back tires off. <laughs> That's Work. awesome, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. Hey, race week stuff right there. There's guys right now that are watching this that are drag and drive event guys that know what's up. Um, yeah. Hey, the the heater fan isn't too loud, is it? There's not like a ton of feedback, right? No, I, I can't hear no heater. You got the okay. heater on? All right, good, good, good. Just want to make sure. All right, well, dude, let's, let's start kind of – let's start way back. Let's start like – uh, the question I always have is, was 11-year-old Danny, was he a car guy? No, 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 <laughs> no way. So then that, that leads me to, like, so, you know, how did you get here? How did you become a car guy? To be, to be really honest with you, I'm not a car enthusiast. Oh, I'm okay. Not, okay. This will I'm be not fun. A, I'm not a drag racing enthusiast. It's not something that I wake up every day and I dream to go to the racetrack. It's not, that's not my purpose out here. That's oh, why, dude. yeah. So I, I like it, yep. but it's not, it's, yeah, I'm a, I'm an odd duck, man. It's not, uh, it's not a passion. Like it is a passion of mine, but it's yep. not like something I live for every day. Oh, dude, this, that'll be cool. That'll add to the story then for sure. Yeah. So uh, I reached out to your brother, Donovan, and I was like, dude, okay. you got to give me some stories when you guys were younger. Like, give. So <laughs> he, he sent me a couple, and we're going to pepper them out through here. Uh, he said that you used to ride what he called the camel humps. He said on a three-wheeler, and, of course, then you just kept getting faster and faster until finally it bucked you. So you want to tell us a story about this? three-wheeler and camel humps <laughs> yeah that was that was about when i was 11 years old actually you know <laughs> nice. so uh i lived in wyoming 
it was uh, my brother and I, we owned a three-wheeler, obviously, and there was like these rolling hills that we would go and ride the three-wheeler on. Well, you know, as we get better at riding things, we tend to want to go a little bit faster and push oh, women. Yeah. Well, as we know, three-wheelers aren't the safest things to, to ride. No. So I ended up uh, falling off the three-wheeler. The three-wheeler ran me over, <laughs> and the three-wheeler kept going, and I was running behind it, chasing behind it. So, yeah, the the three-wheeler ended up running me over. So That's awesome. Man, there's so many people that have been ran over. We flipped. So, you know, I'm 40, so we three-wheelers were a big deal when I was a kid. <laughs> and, dude, we, we rolled so many of those things. That's yeah, hilarious. Super, super easy to do. And when you get confident behind one, that's when they, you know, they humble <laughs> you and say, hey, you know what? You're not that fast. But. That's right. That's right. So um, let's let's talk car stuff. Let's talk early car stuff. That's a really good way to merge into that then. So what was your first car then? So the first car that actually got me into, like, racing, I guess, would be. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm oh. talking about your first car. Like, what'd you drive first? The first car I had was uh, a Chevy Caprice. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Yep, that uh, was a. It was an old, like eighty something Chevy Caprice. My mom actually bought it for me. Dude, that's cool. Box top Chevy, man. The LS Chevy Rider and the Swaps guys, they'll love that story. Yeah, <laughs> Those guys was, put LSs on them and you know big wheels and things like that. Um, so what you said, you daily drive right now at 19. Yeah. 2019 Dodge. Yep. So the, the motor setup in your race truck is like, you're telling me on the trip and we're going to get into it later again, but it's like a late model, uh, Chevrolet setup or late model Dodge setup, right? It's not like a 12 valve <laughs> or 24 valve engine or set, whatever. Yeah, so basically we took an engine out of a brand new truck, 2020 Dodge, and we put it in a 1995 Dodge. <laughs> yes, that's hot riding at its finest right there. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever's the newest, put it in there. We want to go the fastest. Um, Typically. This is, the, this is the next question I have is when are we getting more uh, detailed pictures of the door slammer? Because that's the new project car name, right? Yeah, so actually, <laughs> we actually have a name for the new car. It's mm. uh, yeah. So I don't have my hat on. I kind of feel lost without my hat right now. But uh, my new my new persona is uh, so. Long story short, this last summer I went and spent time with the Amish people. Uh, the guy gave me a hat, so now I've been wearing an Amish hat. So the new car is called the Amish Exorcist. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, so, that's hilarious. Yeah. So that's, when I, will I, when, I thought, when I, Go ahead. Uh when will you guys get more content about that car? I would say probably within the next couple of weeks. That's awesome. And your plan is to take it on Sick Week, right? That huh? car huh? will be on Sick Week, yep. Yes. Dude, I'm yeah. excited. I think the lead up to that is going to be so much fun. Yeah, so, we're excited. We're excited about it for sure. Mm. Well, hey guys, listen. Uh, if you guys are enjoying what we're going, we're not we're not even into the juicy stuff yet. 
I need y'all to share it. I need you to share the link. I need you to like the hit the like button, share the link, so so more people can see what uh, what we're about to get into. Because um, I'll just say it like this: thirteen twenty video said it the best. So uh, the video I posted earlier today, you sold it all to live the dream, and in that video, you said you sold the house, <laughs> the dog, the cars, and <laughs> all of it gone. Everything. So. Dude, do you want to break into that story? You can go as deep as you want on it. Do you want to? Do you want to get into that yet, or do you want to? Yeah. So actually, I want you. Actually, I want to give the followers a couple about thirty seconds yeah. to uh, share this uh, podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you're at. I have to go get the hat. I gotta go okay. find the hat. Do so it. just give, give me about thirty seconds. I gotta go get the hat. <laughs> That's awesome. Y'all, if you haven't seen the video that 1320 did, it's awesome. Um, the truck's fast. He's doing a burnout competition in it after he makes passes in it. He, uh, I think in the 1320 video, he doesn't make it to the, doesn't make it into the racing bracket. Uh, so then he enters the burnout competition, somehow lifts the valve cover or something and blows oil everywhere and just stays in it. It's, I think that pretty much sums up how he uh, how he does life. <laughs> so it's really cool. The story he has is awesome. So let's there we go. That's what we're talking about. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I had to go get the hat. This dude, this is my new favorite hat. <laughs> yeah, Scott Odom says he he. I love his Amish hat. Dude, the catch. Yeah, Scott. Scott actually, I hang out with him quite often, uh, almost every single day. That's cool. So, uh, do they always catch me wearing this hat? It, it's yeah, it's it's the deal. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, what, what were you saying while I was gone? Yeah. So I was just uh, talking bad about you. Just basically okay. saying, I was telling about the story that thirteen twenty video did uh, when uh, you were at the burnout competition and uh, making passes at the track. You're in like six ninety four in the eighth or something like that. And so it's just yeah, that was over at the ice yeah. cream cruise. Yep. Yep. Have you ever been to Ice Cream Cruise? No, it's about eight hours from me. And dude, that's a that's a hard Friday and then a hard Sunday coming home. That's why you leave on Thursday. <laughs> dude. <laughs> that's yeah. why you get to live the dream. <laughs> it's, hard, <laughs> it's hard enough for me to do the two weeks of uh next year we're we'll have two weeks of race week stuff, you know, sick week okay. and then 2.0 and then fit a family vacation in. It's come, I'm going to be on lockdown for a lot of the summer. Yeah, I understand. Uh, yeah, so I met uh, the 1320 crew at the Ice Cream Cruise in 2020. And, uh, you know, they just, I guess, followed me around for a few days. And I was, uh, it was kind of, it was kind of weird because I was expecting, I should never expect, but I was. I was expecting that video to come out uh, sooner than it did. Mm -hmm. So that event's in August. That e that video didn't come out until January of this year. Wow. And so I was sitting at work, uh, messing around on my phone, working, and all of a sudden my social media just went boom. I was like, what the heck is going on? I started getting subscribers from all over the place, started getting messages from all over the place. I was like, what's going on? 
And then I just started uh, reading some of the messages, and yeah, the video was released, and they tell my story pretty well. So that's awesome. It's yeah. it's a great video. I watched it again today. I watched it, I think, the night after we met, and then uh, and then again today because I was like, I gotta I gotta re uh, <laughs> reintroduce myself to that video. You know, it's a good right. One. So everybody's probably wondering what that video is about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, if you want to dive, if you if you're ready to dive into the story, let's do it, man. Let's do it, uh, dude. <clears throat> so, uh, where to start? Where to start with the story? So, in uh, in 2019, uh, it was probably August, September of 2019. I uh, I started manifesting an idea to travel the country to uh inspire other people yeah but i really didn't know how to do that or i didn't have i didn't have an avenue to do that with so uh i just kept manifesting the idea over and over and over that's kind of how i come up with a lot of my crazy ideas <laughs> and uh i just started putting the puzzle pieces together so in October 2019, I bought a race trailer. In November of 2019, I went to I, uh, a buddy of mine. We flew to Arizona. We rented the biggest U-Haul we could rent. We went over to a guy's shop and bought the race truck. We put the race truck in the back of the U-Haul. Strapped it, strapped the front of the race truck to the board that runs along in the front of the U-Haul. Took the two, took two other straps and strapped it to the back of the of the bumper of the U-Haul, and then slammed the door on it and latched it. We're like, all right, that's gonna work. And then yeah. I got a notification from U-Haul. They said, hey, you know what? We see you're going back to Oregon, so why don't you take this little trailer with you? back to Oregon and we'll pay you. I was like, okay, that, that sounds fair enough. Wait, hang on, so, hang on. How yeah. the heck did you get the truck in the U-Haul? <laughs> we had to load it, we had to load it onto the onto a flatbed trailer. And then uh, we took the ramps from the flatbed trailer and we kind of flipped them uh, up and then okay. and then put a and then pushed the truck uh into the U-Haul. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so we left Phoenix, Arizona, and this is in November. Remember that of 2019. <laughs> we left Phoenix, Arizona, and we uh, we thought it would have been a great idea to drive to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> okay. So uh, we left uh, Phoenix. We drove that night to the Grand Canyon. We slept in the back of the U-Haul with the race truck. Our feet were under the race truck. Our heads were facing the back door. In sleeping bags, we woke up and it was about 31 degrees outside. Oh, damn. that was cold. Yeah, that was cold. I, I would say so. Yeah. So your so, your sleeping bags kept getting closer and closer together. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, we were cold. <laughs> yeah, we were freezing. So we uh, from the Grand Canyon, we went to the Salt Flats, and. Uh, Utah and we unhooked the trailer and 
do keep in mind the race truck's still in the back of the U-Haul. We unhooked the trailer and we wanted to uh, take the U-Haul out onto the salt flats. Yeah. So we ended up topping the U-Haul out at about 95 or so miles an hour <laughs> on the salt flats. That's awesome. That's so awesome. I get the I get the truck, uh, the race truck back to uh, Hermiston, Oregon, and we just started putting it all together. And I left. Well, rewind a little bit. So we all know what happened March 2020. Yep. Uh, let's back up a little bit more. So in December, in January, February. I basically uh, sat behind the computer for about 10 or 12 hours a day, uh, emailing everybody, emailing uh, social media people, emailing sponsors, emailing magazines, letting them know what I was doing. I was basically sell. I basically sold everything I owned to live in this trailer, and I was going to go drag racing. I didn't know. That's cool. I didn't know what I was doing, but that's what I was going to do, and. Uh, a lot of people actually believed in our story, like started to believe in us. And so I rounded up a bunch of sponsors and a bunch of money. And that's what helped fund the build of the race truck. Well, now we all know what happened March of 2020. So I have a whole schedule, 20 something stops, and I'm determined to do it. Well, in March, about a third of my schedule got canceled. So, dang it. <laughs> I'm sitting here with about $15,000 of other people's money, and I don't have an avenue to advertise for them because everything's getting canceled. Oh, dude, that's rough. That's crazy. So, from about March to April, May, I actually, I actually started uh, backtracking and kind of contemplating on my life decisions. Was it smart <laughs> to sell everything you own to go drag racing? Yeah. And uh, one of my now good friends, Jeremy Wagler, he was uh, going to have an event at his racetrack, uh, the Diesel World uh, COVID-19 event. Well, I called Jeremy every single week for about a month, and I said, are you having this event? Are you having this event? Are you having this event? And he was bound and determined not to cancel the event. So I said, okay, if you promise me not to cancel the event, I'll drive 2,000 miles out to your track, and I will uh, – that will be the tour. That will be the start yeah. of it. That's so, awesome. So I went out to uh, – Lions, Indiana. And I showed up on a Thursday. They were doing testing. And I was like, well, shoot. You know what? Uh, let's go testing. So, unexperienced of myself, I started hot lapping the drag truck because I was so excited to go racing. Yeah. And I ended up blowing a head gasket. Ooh, that's not good. So, uh, what setup is in the truck at that point? That was a 12-valve Cummins engine with the with the compound turbo setup, it was about 1,200 or so horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, unexperienced as I was, I ended up blowing a head gasket. Well, 
I didn't even make it to the race because race was on Friday, oh, Saturday. You're, yeah, you're in test and tune. Yeah, so I was just test and tune. And so I blew a head gasket in test and tune. Now, do keep in mind, I am not mechanically inclined. Okay, Dude, that's, at, that's a good combo right there. <laughs> at that point in time in my life, I never taken a head off a vehicle. I never pulled an engine. I've never dropped a transmission. Like, I just... I had a I had a uh, husky uh, tool set from Home Depot. Like <laughs> that's all I had, and I had a jack to change the tires. <laughs> nice. Oh man! So I blow and head gasket. Water shooting outside the block. I'm like, this ain't good. This can't be. This can't be good. Yeah. So uh, I went and sat in my trailer for about three hours and contemplated my life decisions again. <laughs> and uh, a, a guy that I talked to uh, from a, a guy that I met from Hotshot Secret Oil, he uh, showed up, but I've only talked to him over the phone. So I was like, you know what? I know that guy. I talked to him over the phone. And uh, so I walked up to him. I introduced myself. He introduced himself, and he says, "Hey, why did you stop racing, or why did you stop testing?" I said, "I blew I blew a head gasket." He's like, "Oh man, that's no problem. We'll get you fixed up by tomorrow. Do you have another head gasket?" I said, "Nah, ain't got that." <laughs> <laughs> so he says. Uh, no problem, man. We'll we'll get you fixed up. You know, we're out here. We're very supportive. There was probably another ten diesels, uh, diesel trucks out there. Uh, some of the biggest uh, names in the industry were there. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, all right. Well, let's just you know, we'll just go walk around and we'll uh, figure things out. Well, he took me over to my now good friend, uh, Levon Miller at Firepunk Diesel. He took me over there and uh, they were having uh, dinner and they, you know, served me dinner and I sat down in the lawn chair and LaVon looks over at me and he says, why'd you stop racing? And I said, well, I blew a head gasket. And he says, well, you got a head gasket? I said, no, I don't have a head gasket. Uh, I said, well, my next stop is in Crossville, Tennessee. So we're in Lyons, Indiana, mm -hmm. around uh, near Indianapolis. And my next stop is in Crossville, Tennessee. I looked at Levon. I said, do you know anybody that has uh, a shop between, you know, those two locations, between those two stops? And he says, yeah, I know a guy. He's in Plain City, Ohio. And so I pulled out my phone real quick, and I said, Plain City, Ohio, hey, that's only, three out, that's only 300 miles this way, and then I can go that way, and I'll be there. We'll, we'll make the race. And I said, you got the guy's phone number? I'll call him first thing in the morning, and we'll get it all set up. He's like, I am the guy. Oh, that's awesome. And so a <clears throat> little bit of background about that guy is uh, he has the world's fastest diesel truck. Like oh, he's, He yeah, knows his so, way around. <laughs> yeah, so he's been uh, 390. His team has been 390s in the eighth mile in his diesel truck. Wow. Yeah, so he's kind of like uh, a, a big a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and so I was a little bit gun-shy, and then he invited me over to his shop to change a head gasket. 
I don't know how to change a head gasket. So <laughs> I show up there and he puts me in one of the bays and he says, have at it, man. I said, I don't even know where to start. And so uh, that week they kind of coached me along and I got the head gasket fixed and I, you know, made uh, a few more stops of the tour, showed up to the ice, the 1320, uh, the 1320 ice cream cruise in August. I blew the engine there and I went and sat back in the trailer for a few hours. <laughs> so, all right. So let's back up before, before you sold everything. Yep. Dude, you got to tell us what was the turning point? What made you go? I want to do this. There, there had to be like, you saw a video, you read a book, you, you did something. You had a bad day at work, and you were like, "Nope, I'm I'm doing I'm doing this." So you want to go back that far? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, we, it's easy to follow <laughs> your race story, you know, by, yeah, by YouTube yeah. and and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But I want to know what what flipped that switch for Danny from from Daniel Green to Danny Diesel. So uh, I was living in Tacoma, Washington, and I had a little studio apartment there. And to be really honest with you, I wasn't, I wasn't in a very healthy state of mind. I was, uh, I secluded myself for about eight months. Uh, I would only go to the grocery store and I would come home and I would either watch TV or I would work because uh, I have a remote, I had a remote job at that time and I, or I would work or yeah, so I would basically just go to the grocery store, get groceries, come home and work, and I would do I would do very minimal social interaction with people. Um, let, let me ask, and this is this is deeper than we typically go, but it's really interesting to me. Would you say you're a social person, and then pulling away, maybe uh, maybe you didn't feel comfortable talking to folks again? I mean, I don't want to get too deep and philosophical here, but that's, I, dude, no, I've, we can. I've, yeah, we can go as far as you want with this. I, well, I'm so, very transparent with it. So I found like working from home for, you know, 16 months or something, dude, it was hard on me. You know, like it, it would be difficult for me to to then, you know, like go to an event or something like that and, and be able to conversate with people. You know, it, it took me a while to get back into that. But now I've been going back in the office for almost eight months now. And there's three or four of us, so it's uh, so it's nice. But do you feel like that maybe had a little, like it it maybe prolonged that those feelings? Yeah, of, uh, I uh, you know I work I worked from home uh, there for uh, about two years. I was working from home, and I just fell into a slump where I just didn't want to interact with people. I just uh, you know it's kind of weird, but I am an extrovert. I do have an extrovert personality. Like, yeah. you know, being around people wears me out. Uh, mentally, uh, I'm getting better at it. But I just, you know, I just didn't feel like being around people. I just, yeah. you know, I went to the grocery store and I came home and I sat on the couch or, like I said, I sat in my sat in front of my desk. Yep. And I, I did that. I did that for about two years, and then. Uh, and then a very, uh, it was in August of 2000. It was, I, I get my years mixed up a little bit, but I think it was August 2018. 
I think it, yeah, August 2018, uh, <clears throat> there was a gentleman, uh, he ended up, uh, he ended up stealing a plane from the SeaTech uh, airport. Uh, R Richard, uh, his name was Richard. So, uh, like I said, he ended up stealing a plane from the SeaTech airport and he actually flew over my apartment complex on his from SeaTech Airport. He flew over my apartment complex, flew around Mount Mount Rainier, and then started coming back. And when he flew over the apartment complex, I uh, the planes never fly over my apartment complex. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I was like, "What the heck's going on?" And then it showed up in the news. And then I turned the air I turned the air traffic control on. And I started hearing uh, what was happening. <clears throat> and you guys can go and, you know, research uh, what happened. But the guy ended up uh, stealing a passenger plane. It was a propeller plane from Alaska Airlines. Uh, he, he drove her, he flew around for like an hour and a half. And then... He got on a flight recorder and he says, do you guys think I could do a barrel roll with this plane? And the, and the pilot that was helping him was like, yeah, man, it's probably not a good idea. It's like, I just want to do a barrel roll and then I'll, I'll bring this thing down safely. Well, he ended up doing that plane's not designed for a barrel. Roll. <laughs> right. My life, my life was not designed to be a drag racer. <laughs> So he ended up he ended up doing a barrel roll. He came about ten feet off the ground of the Puget Sound, which is water off the water, and he ended up uh, he ended up taking his life that day. Dang. Yeah, but you know what? He had the opportunity to take a lot of other people's life too, but yeah. he didn't do that. You know, he just wanted to do a barrel roll. Yeah. And just, and, and I, so, you know, in our, in our early conversations, uh, kind of leading up to this, uh, live feed, you know, you shared that story with me and then I watched some videos. I did some research after that, you know, and, and you could tell that dude was just having a good time. Like he, he knew what was coming. You know, yeah. I, mean, I, I think he knew, uh, as soon as he took it, he knew what was going to happen. Oh, most but, definitely. Yeah, but uh, you know that was something he wanted to do. He like you could tell he was. He's like, man, I've flown a ton of flight simulator and and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And he's talking to the guys. And he's in a good mood. And like the the guys in the tower have no idea what to do. So he was the, just a, he was just a genuine dude. He just yeah. wanted to he just wanted to fly the skies, you know. Yeah. And I'm just a genuine dude. I'm just a genuine dude out here just trying to inspire people to do to do the unthinkable yeah yeah and you know it's so crazy because so many people get so scared of of like what life what can happen you know yeah and so when stories come along like yours i mean dude like you sold it all and like you know you tell them the story you're not really a drag racer i mean like there's no like if you had decided to race motocross, people would have laughed at you. But like, I feel like the race car community 
probably embraced it a little bit. I mean, am I crazy to say that? Uh, you know, the love and the support that I've gotten, I've never felt before. Yeah, it's awesome, dude. It's And that's what's even wilder to me is the love and support that, you know, Dragon Drive, we always say family, but dude, it yeah. really is, you know, and oh. like... <laughs> the yeah, dragon yeah. if you guys haven't been to a dragon drive event you all y'all are missing out because honestly like that there's not one there's not one person that i can think of in the in in rocky mountain in the rocky mountain race week family that wouldn't help another racer out yeah. as much as they possibly could yep yeah. yeah it's uh it's wild man and that family is so great uh noel m caddy lee here says uh very proud of you and hey thank you richard edward uh earlier when you said the name was richard he said that's not me uh talking about <laughs> the airplane but uh he's he's coming to race week 2022 so i'm excited okay for, for him to do that so all right so so i think we're kind of caught up on the what got you what you know what kind of triggered that um, yeah, let's... so that moment triggered me to start to get help with my uh, with my mental condition. Yeah, yeah. So, and it all kind of spiraled from there. Yep. And then, so um, I had talked to uh, Donovan a little bit on race week like you'd be up making a pass and if he wasn't up with you uh we kind of seemed to pit together a couple days and so yeah. we would talk and stuff and um I, I would say he's a pretty big car guy right yeah he's always been a car guy he's yeah. he's always been tinkering with something yeah so yeah. It, it's it's uh it was cool to hang out with him and then dude be up in the lanes and see you like make rips in that truck at, we're going to talk race week here in a minute because it was, it's a crazy story. Uh, you guys changed the trans, like you were the ones that were, that recommended us change the trans fluid on the cart, hoping it would, it would save our lives and it didn't, but yeah. Hey, that's all right. That's Blaine's fault that, uh, <laughs> that we didn't, <laughs> make, that we didn't, we didn't get anywhere. Um, um, all right. So let's work through the, the first big trip. So you're getting ready. You've got some sponsor money. Cause you, yep. you told me at one time, you were sending like a hundred emails a day. Is that, I mean, is that crazy to think? Yeah. So from 2000, so for December, 2019, uh, through about February, 2019, I would, uh, I would send about a hundred emails a day to companies, uh, you know, uh, to sponsor my trip and yeah. not, and I just want to clarify, you know, uh, a sponsor is not, you know, when you're out recruiting sponsors, you're not out there just for a handout. You know what I mean? In return, in return of the financial or the monetization uh, that they gave me, I put their sticker on my truck. So I was advertising yeah. for them. Yeah. And yeah. and so when you're putting together the first trip, you know, you're talking about mm -hmm. Wagler uh, event earlier. Um Carl Steamy here says much respect to this gentleman. Thank uh, you. Yep. Uh, Carl's Carl's pretty awesome. Um, so your first trip, you, you're talking to the Waggler guy, and you said he's in Indiana, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So 
So that, I mean, that's 2000 miles and you're like, so where do you, I'm trying to figure out how you start from that point measuring, like where, where you're going to go, you know, cause this is the first time, you know, you're, you're driving a, a truck, a trailer with a race truck in it, you know, some, some tools. And you're like, I'm going to, to this track. And then from there, I mean, did things open up? Cause it sounds like you were, you know, you were Crossville, Tennessee the next week. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you have like a plan of like eight races that you were going to attend and, yeah around so you know if you're if if you're gonna do something you gotta do it right you know and so i had a schedule i had a schedule of uh of events that i wanted to attend as long as they didn't get canceled so i just basically went off my uh went off my schedule you know i had a route that i was going to follow and events that the bigger events that I was going to get the publicity that I was, uh, you know, that I sold my sponsors. I told them, Hey, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be in front of this many people. So those are the events that I had to go to. Yep. That's awesome. Um, and so, so you go to your first one, (laughs) you blow a head gasket, uh, before you even, before you even start racing, walk us, walk us through the emotions of that. Because like, dude, it's rough. We, we all like you break, but you're not you're not anywhere close to home. So two thousand like, miles away from home. Yeah. So now you've got a like it's on your wits, which obviously I mean you know you can talk to people and things like that. Mm-hmm. But like like it's on your wits now to to figure out how to get it fixed, uh, and then you've got to do it within a week because now you're you're trying to get to another event to the next because event, some, yeah. some other events have been canceled. So you know. We always call it luck, but dude, if you put yourself in the right spot so many times, you're going to end up in the right spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that event, I actually, uh, I, I built so much uh, social media uh, attention. And so I actually had people drive from uh, the furthest was six hours away to come and watch me race. Dude, and that's awesome. And that guy, uh, Kyle Malone, uh, he's like, uh, hey, man, <laughs> you're he's the one that pointed out the head gasket. And I was like, well, I don't – what was going through my mind was more like, uh, you know, I had to dig deep inside myself to to continue to fight, you know, because yep. I, I couldn't go back to Oregon. You know, I, I – I yeah. just, I, I really couldn't go back to Oregon. So I was like, well, I got to sit out here and figure this out. And these are yeah. the people, these diesel people got to know how to fix the head gasket. So yeah. I'm not going back to Oregon. So <laughs> we got to get it fixed. Yep. And dude, hey, I'll tell you this. That takes a big, that takes a big dig in yourself to go, I'm not, I'm not going home. I'm going to make this work. And so that's, uh, what'd you say? Uh, August of 2020? No, it'd be before that. No, uh, it April? was Ju- it was July. It was July Spot. of 2020. Yeah. Wow. And, and so- it took about three hours for me to dig that pit in my stomach to not go home. Yeah, that's crazy, yeah. man. That is crazy. Uh, Mark yeah. Edwards says O'Reilly should sponsor Danny. Everybody should sponsor Danny. What are you talking about? Y'all send this <laughs> dude money. Venmo this guy some, some sponsorship money or some uh, patron money. That's what we got to do. We got to get you a Patreon or something, man. Yeah, I got to. I got to get something out there. But I do have a Venmo. I'll, I will. We'll put that in the comments at the end. Yeah. yeah but uh, you know, it's 
a lot of what this has been, a lot of what has been inspiring in the last uh, couple years is, you know, like I said, man, digging that, digging, digging deep down inside you to fight. Yeah. And and people use people use their use so many things as excuses. Yeah. You know, and I I don't honestly I'm probably gonna offend some of your viewers or whatnot, but you know what. You guys got to stop using your using your life circumstances as an excuse because you put yourself there, you know. Yep. And if you don't, and if you're not a racer, that's okay. If but if you have something in your heart, in your soul that you want to go and do, even if it's a family vacation, if it's you want to build a shop, whatever it is you want to do, just put the plan together and freaking go out and do it. Yep. Yeah, it's it's really easy to plan stuff. It's really hard to execute, you know, and and, and that takes a lot of time for people to to get that. And uh, one other thing we talk about, even just car builds, yeah. you know, like I want to have this car done for this event. Well, when you say I want to have it for that, then go make that list, make that roadkill list on the board yep. of yep. stuff that's got to get done, and just yep. keep adding to it and like. It, this is this is what I love to do. I love to make a big list, and it'll say like, uh, you know, install engine, right? Okay, well, with within that, once I get the engine in, okay, then I can break out the install engine part, and right. it's like motor mounts and blah 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 blah, blah right. fuel lines and all that kind. Yeah. Of, like when you're starting your list, don't make it 700 points. Just put install engine, install trans. Yeah, know. just keep keep things simple, but yep, you know. Just people yeah. use their life circumstances as excuses. Yeah. Like they say, well, I can't do this because I don't make enough money. Yeah. Well, you probably do make enough money, but you probably spend it all in the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right, dude. That's you exactly know? right. Yep. The, uh, you know, the People say they don't have money, but the new iPhone comes out. And what have they got? They got a brand new iPhone. No, yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, yep. Oh, it's only forty dollars <laughs> a month. Well, dude, that's five hundred a year. That's a vacation. That's a that's a short vacation, you know. Exactly. That's a, that's a short LS short block, you know, <laughs> or hey. long block in some junkyard yep. stuff. Yeah. All right. So yeah. so let's get to some car stuff. Um, what does like what does a typical week look like for you? Like, you know, I think everybody wants to say they they want to live. You're, they want to live your lifestyle and work on cars all the time and travel the country and race. So, like, what's a what's a week look like for you? So, currently, I am hunkered down at CFT Performance in uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, for the winter. Uh, this is uh, this is kind of my central point of, of my next year. Uh, I have uh, good friends over here. Uh, they, you know, they provide me with uh, shop space. Uh, cool. They give me an, a little office space here, uh, internet, which uh, which I need to, you know, keep things yep. rolling. Uh, a week for me looks like uh, I just, you know, I sit behind this desk probably a good nine hours a day, uh, marketing myself uh, via email. Uh, social media. Uh, I also uh, run a couple businesses yep. uh, here also, and uh, I tend to answer the phone <laughs> here at CFT. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, hey if, if you're at the desk, man, you might as well, you know. You might as well answer the phone, too, while they're out building uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because the first week the first week that I was uh, here, uh, they put a they put a actually they put a phone on my desk and he says, hey, if it rings, just answer it, you know, and a customer call. And I'm like, uh, hello, CFP performance. And they just start talking. And I'm like, hey, dude, I just want to be honest with you. It's only my second day on the job. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'll get the answers for you. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah, so I just answer the phones here at CFT. Uh, I market myself. I send out emails. Uh, I run my two other businesses. Uh, currently, uh, we are tearing apart the race truck. So yep. we can get – we got a couple of surprises up our sleeve on the race truck. So uh, we got to pull the – the engine out the transmission's already been pulled out because that thing was toasted uh you mean race week you mean race weeks is hard on transmissions what driving 1500 miles is hard on race car stuff <laughs> actually it wasn't hard on the transmission the torque what we suspect is that the torque converter was shearing itself apart oh yeah that's always good <laughs> the the transmission's good though like They've yep. already been. They already went through it, but the torque converter was steering itself apart, is what we suspect. That's what kind of torque does that truck make? About eighteen hundred foot pounds of torque, dude. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, that's it's awesome. pretty wild when you let go of that trans brake button. Oh, I can only imagine. So, so your your life isn't much different than than most folks. You're just getting to live the dream, is what you're saying. It's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream to some. But it's a nightmare to others, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, you know, it it takes a lot to keep the program running. I, yep. I like I said, I sit behind the desk about eight or nine hours a day, uh, marketing myself, uh, selling myself, pretty much selling my story. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, and then I, I have this uh, question here. It's like doing this full time. What is something you'd tell someone? that is wanting to live that lifestyle? If you are out here and want to do and live this lifestyle, uh, make good friends with people that have a lift. <laughs> That's the best one yet. Dude. Hey, man. <laughs> Your and, best and they, friend better have a lift is all I can say. Yeah, and you better have friends all over the country. Because, <laughs> like, we're going to have a lift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like an LS setup. I mean, I don't, I don't know what those engines weigh, but, like, they're a lot lighter than a, than a diesel for sure. Yeah. <laughs> that stuff is heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Um, yep. So let's, let's spin off into some drag and drive event stuff. Uh, okay. You know, like like I've said, we met on race week. We met, I think, day two. We were at the the same hotel and hanging out. And uh, obviously, the truck is just it's awesome. It's drawing. You know, people were all over it all night. Uh, it was super cool. And yeah. then we're gonna see each other on sick week, which I'm super pumped about. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be I'm, fun. I'm co-piloting for sick week, so I'm hoping to ride in like two or three different cars every day uh, would be my 
would be my goal to kind of pop in to some stuff between checkpoints or something like that. Um, I'm, I'm riding with Justin Chestnut. So, so he'll be by himself a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to figure out if we put a third seat in the car, does his wife just ride with us? And then she can pop up front while I hop in with somebody, you know what I mean? So we may, uh, we're doing some you know what, there. <clears throat> you know what you could do? Uh, you say you want to ride in, you know, a two or three vehicles a day, like just have just, uh, at one of the checkpoints have a sign right there. that says racer in need of a ride. Someone's going to, someone's going to pick you up, you know, oh, yeah. uh, or or get dropped off on the side of the road and just have a you know sign up there like someone's yeah. gonna have more than more than two seats in their car you know yeah. so they'll they'll pick you up that's oh, what yeah, I man. would do I would do that I would have a sign right there that says racer need a ride <laughs> yep yep uh how, I'm gonna come up with something like that just a little cardboard sign yeah uh, not homeless need ride. <laughs> Yeah, not home. Yeah, not homeless. I need a ride, or uh, yeah, co-pilot got kicked out and give me a ride. You know, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah no longer co-pilot in car number one. Yeah, yeah. I think you know that's what I would do because that's just going to add to your adventure. You know, you stand oh, yeah. out on the road. You stand out on the road for thirty minutes holding a sign. <laughs> yep. Somebody- the thing is. Go ahead. I was gonna say somebody's gonna pick me up, and then uh, Carl Steamy says, "Show some skin for that ride." Exactly, dude. Have some. We're gonna be in Florida, bro. You can have Daisy Duke shorts on. Oh, it's like, hey, I need no, a ride. no, nobody wants to see that. Uh, nobody ah. wants to see that. I promise. All right. Well, okay. Just <laughs> saying, awesome. you could. Danny here says, uh, your chance to be on my podcast show. I'm hoping that's what he means by. Uh, I'm hoping that's what would be on my sign. Be, yeah. be on be on TV, you know. You could, yeah. You very you very much could do that. Yeah. yeah, Danny says no shorts, no no shorty shorts, um, dude. And I think we probably answered it earlier. But what's your favorite part of the Dragon Drive events? Uh, my favorite part of the Dragon Drive events, Rocky Mountain Race Week is still kind of a blur to me, but. Uh, my favorite part is there's a lot of celebrities, YouTubers that go to these events. But what I learned is they're just people like you and me, man. Yep. You it's know, so it was cool to, to end up at a gas station with some of the more famous folks and yeah. just be talking, you know, just like your regular dudes at the gas station. That's pretty neat. Yeah, like I was shooting, I was shooting the shooting the stuff with the Mike Finnegan there for like yep. thirty minutes in the in the staging lanes. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty good friends with uh, Brent over at PFI Speed, so you know, hanging out with them, uh, you know, walking up to Alex Taylor and just having a casual conversation with her, yep. like that. Honestly, when you're at the racetrack, you're uh social media status like when it comes between racers and racers it's it's not there everybody's there to do the same thing have the same amount of fun yep and i'll say that too about like uh what i found was lunchtime and gas stations were the best time to talk to you know that level of folks and really anybody because like you know when when 
a lot of those guys when they're at the track, it's business. You yeah. Know, like yeah. for me, I mean, I'm dude, I'm not a racer. We did some racing, but <laughs> I'll, I'll co-pilot from now on. My brother is a way better driver than I am. So okay. he will, pi- he will pilot stuff in the future and I'll just ride. Right. So, right. and, and I'll well, just even dog, meeting dog you, dog. I was like, because I've, I've seen your car around no, and yeah, then I thanks. seen it and then I seen it in the hotel and I was like, and then you guys kind of backed in. I was kind of a little bit gun shy there for a second. I was like, that's that one guy. I've seen that guy before. Yeah, that's, so that's the guy that annoys everybody all over the place. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just, we drove, we, uh, the first night of uh, race week, we, uh, my brother and I we were like, Hey, we should probably put some street miles on this thing. Cause it's never been on the street. And dude, so, are you serious? That's crazy. Dude, that truck has never hit the street, like not even around the block, nothing. <laughs> so we we put the street tires on it off of the 2019. We, uh, we put the street tires on it. We said, hey, you know what? Let's just go for a little street drive. We'll go down to the hotel where everybody says that they're hanging out because we're mm-hmm. part of the you know, little group there. And we'll just roll up there. And yeah, we showed up, man. And uh, I was a little bit... I was a little bit shy there for a second, but once we got the ball rolling, I just felt like family. Dude, it's crazy how how you can be drawn into that that group of folks. Like the 301 guys were all there. That was a ton of fun. Yeah. To to paint the picture for everybody, um, we're at this hotel. It's like four or five stories tall. You pull in the front, and it's packed with normal cars, except for the grass and, like, some of the side stuff, side spots. But the front is, like, vans and kind of – cars there's some cool stuff up front but nothing wild you pull around back and it's like race car city back there and yeah. like 40 people hanging out At in the least. middle of the parking lot you know yeah uh, just standing back there talking i mean there were some beers going around you know it was it's so much fun it's like the vacation you need you know like people yeah need it was, to, it, to it was a blast yep and you know we we met we met you guys we met uh red hat scotty there that mm-hmm. night uh and we just you know hung out uh and yeah that was the, that was a spark of the the movement yeah dude that that week was crazy town so uh you know for everybody that's watching that hasn't seen all of my race week stuff um you know we lost overdrive day three uh day four we're like limping along um we get to we get i think we see you guys somewhere and you're like, hey, change the trans fluid. Uh, we saw you at kicker, I think. Uh, change the trans fluid. That'll that that's what helped us because you guys had already changed your trans fluid in the truck once three or maybe times. twice, three times. Yeah, yeah three so, times. And th- that's what's hard for people to get is like, dude, it's not a even if you have a dialed rig, driving that many miles is hard on stuff. Yeah, and it, and cha- changing fluids is. Uh, is interesting because everything's hot. You don't have time for it to cool down for three hours and then change the fluid. No, you don't because on uh, on 2.0, it's you're racing every single day. Yeah, yeah. Do- yeah. Donovan's saying that wasn't fun because you guys did you did one of the changes <laughs> I know of on the side of the road, right? Uh, we, like in, uh, a, in, in a parking lot or something. In like a that. parking lot, yeah. We did one of the changes yeah. in the parking lot, and then. <laughs> uh, 
the other change was that the both the other changes were at drag were at the drag race, drag yeah. race in there. That's so, crazy. Uh, but you know, it, the the driving of the vehicle wasn't that. I don't think it is what beat up our vehicles that much. I think it was the Oklahoma roads, man. <laughs> yes, dude, they were brutal. Um, it was, I think, in the right lane. Every section of concrete was like an inch higher. And it was yeah. just bop, 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 for yeah. an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know how your car rides. It it might ride fairly decent, you know. Oh, it's it's a grand marquee, dude. We're plush, man. We're good. Yeah. So imagine imagine riding in the rear tires were inflated up to eighty pounds. Because remember, I took them off the tow truck because they didn't have any other tires. So they were 80 pounds rock solid. (laughs) We had coilovers. We had coilovers that were fully tight. Dude, it was like, honestly, it was was pretty rough, man. It was just, we were getting beat to crap. I had one of my four-link bars break. uh, My fuel cell broke. My transmission went out, uh, but you know what? We we uh, adapt and overcame all those obstacles, my brother and I. Yep. And you know, there was a couple heated moments in there where I was like, yeah, he was he got a little upset with me, but you know, we we got we persevered through it all, and uh, we're still brothers to the day. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so I'll ask this too because I asked him, uh, I think a couple weeks ago. Uh, how much, t- you know, as adults, as adult brothers, it's hard mm-hmm. to spend that much time together, you know? So, like, for Stephen and I, it had been years since we had been that much time together. Uh, Danny says, try being on a motorcycle with those roads. It was much more. I- <laughs> he's, just throwing, he's just throwing wheelies the whole time, probably. <laughs> Dude, I, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine, one, doing yeah. a, a motorcycle on race week, and then, two, you know, obviously riding a motorcycle on some of those roads. Um, so had you guys spent a bunch of time together uh, previous to that, or are you kind of like every other adult brother combo and you just you see each other at, you know, vacations and holidays and things like that? Well, uh, I won't get too far into it, but uh, my brother and I, we uh, – through our childhood, we were we were very distant. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, it, it was just been about the last ten years that him and actually him and I have actually gotten closer. That's but cool. uh, I I don't think I've lived with him off and on as my adventures have gone through life. But <laughs> uh, you know, I I can't say that we've spent that much time together <laughs> in the last 10 years like sleeping in hotels together a full week together uh it tested our brotherhood a couple times <laughs> yeah dude hey and it's it's so stressful but then at the end of the week just like you said earlier it's a blur like i miss i, I have to document that stuff because i don't remember how things happen yeah you know what i mean i'm like oh on yeah. thursday oh no it was actually wednesday oh no actually yeah. that was monday you know because you lose <laughs> all track of your life that week it's so crazy for sure yeah the only thing the only thing i know is follow all the other cool cars and we're going to race that night 
No, the thing is, dude, is we like, uh, we're not very, uh, how do I say this properly? Like, uh, following the directions on paper wasn't very easy for us. Let's just say that, you know? So when we broke down, we and and guys keep in mind okay at rocky mountain race week you literally have to drive like 200 miles and then race and then pack up all your stuff and try to figure out where you're going to stay the night and then tomorrow you have to do it all over again there's no break like in between this okay yep so uh navigating those roads were awfully challenging until we met a couple uh road weekers Oh, and yeah. yeah, we met uh, a guy named uh, Mark Edwards. I've seen his comments come up here, and his uh, future son-in-law. We met him, and we actually met him in a very trying time because our fuel cell was broke and it was leaking all over the parking lot of O'Reilly's. Oh and, no! Yeah, it cracked and. Uh, uh kuda uh, rich i think his name is rich kuda mm-hmm. rich he showed up and he's like hey here's here you can borrow my fuel can i'm like yeah dude we don't it's not e85 or gas it's diesel you sure we can borrow your can <laughs> he's like yeah man no problem it's not going to be an issue so uh we drained the fuel cell and as we were draining the fuel cell uh mark and his uh, son-in-law showed up and they pulled up like right behind us and I was like, and they got out, and they're all happy-go-lucky, and we're, like, frowning down, you know, or got our broke truck. And uh, we got to talking, and uh, Mark's like, oh, dude, we're, we'll stick with you guys this week. It seems like you guys, you know, need our help. We'll just stick with you guys. And I'm yep. like, oh, man, dude, I, I was thinking ahead. I'm like, dude, I hope this guy's not freaking annoying. How are we gonna try to? How are we gonna try to ditch this guy? Yep. You know, because you don't like. Uh, oh, it, hey, dude, it's it's a fine do, line to walk with. Like, do you? Yeah. Do you try and shun, you know, shuck them, or like, do you just hang out with the, you know, if if they're annoying, do you hang out with them just because they're they're folks that are going to be around? You know, I'm, I'm well, you. it was that, but I was also like. I was also on, uh, under the idea, like, I'm the only drag uh, diesel guy there. It was this guy who kind of wanted to just hang out with me and just try to be cool? Or what was the, you know, what was his alternative right. motive, you know? And come to find out, dude, he, and I don't know if this is in the rules or not, but if, it, if we broke the rules, I'm sorry. But we followed Mark the whole way. That's <laughs> awesome. I don't think that's against the rules. I think that's fine. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't if it wasn't for Mark and uh, Mark Edwards and his son, dude, or his son-in-law, we would have been up shit creek. Like it was yeah. bad. Uh, and they they guided us to Summit, and we went in Summit. And when we came out of Summit with the new fuel cell, Mark had a canopy over the back of our truck, and he, dude, Mark spoiled us the whole week. And like I said, I'm not <laughs> sure if that's against the rules. But I can tell you, they never helped us. They, Mark, never, never helped us. He just somehow the canopy got over my truck. That's how, well, 
they set it up. You were you backed under it. I mean, I get how it works. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a courtesy thing, so I just pulled. You know, I was yeah, just there. Summit did that. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. We were at uh, we were parked next to you guys at Mid America, uh, uh-huh. uh, Mid America Dragway, and super nice guys. He came over a couple times, checking on us, making sure we were okay. We were over under yeah. the cart, trying to get the trans fluid changed. And um, <laughs> the cool thing I would say about uh, race transmission pans is typically they have a drain. The shitty yep. thing about having a factory uh, transmission pan on a 03 Grand Marquis is there's no drain plug. Oh, so like you've got to make the mess. So like it just took forever. So I'm like trying to drain it so slow. So I'm not making this huge mess on their parking lot. Yeah. And, and we got it done without making some crazy, but the literally the second I pull it down, there was like a court left in it and it flips and everywhere. So then I was laying in it, fixing it. You know what I mean? Oh man. I, I, yeah, I remember, I remember uh, giving you that advice, uh, but I thought you had a drain plug. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, no worries. The, uh, when the LS goes in, it'll have a drain plug for sure. I mean, did I say that out loud? I think I said that out loud. (laughs) The good thing is it already has a turbo. So we already have a ton of turbo LS stuff. So uh, if, if people sign up for our Patreon, um, the LS swap will come a lot faster. Uh, bad tree productions here says, what was the best gas station food on the trip? The best gas station food on the trip was uh, Mark Edwards here saying QT pizza. Dude, I had some of the best corn dogs ever. Uh, one from QT and then another janky gas station we stopped in somewhere in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's right. Because Mark Mark was with us when we changed the transplute in the parking lot. And his son-in-law actually went over and got a pizza and brought it over. So, yeah, it was probably the... It was, the pizza was the saver that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. One, one, so, other, one other thing too, um, thinking about tempers earlier and Carl Steamy said him and his co-pilot almost fought in 2012 drag week. Um, a lot of times it's food related. Your, your blood sugars are low. You're drinking nothing but water. You're flushed mm-hmm. out and you're hot, you know? Ooh. Oh man. Alita Bucky's. I didn't think about Bucky's. Uh, Bucky's we, Bucky's is good, yeah. but when you're in a desperate need of a QT pizza, <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny says the tamales in a rundown gas station somewhere in Oklahoma. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if I'd have trusted that than to get on the road, man. It was I, warm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd trust tamales out of Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh. Let's talk about the Ram. Let's let's give people the full story because we've kind of, you know, you talked a little bit about the engine setup, but mm-hmm. I, I want to know like the progression. So if you had a compound turbo 12 valve, you know, mm-hmm. what was the what was the the build from there? So you bought the truck. Did it have the 12 valve in it when you bought it? No, it didn't. When I bought it, it was already uh, it was already shortened. Yep. It's a very common thing to do with these chassis. It was already shortened. And it already had a roll cage in it. So that's all. That's bare bone. That's all I have. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And the easiest engine at that time for me to put in, it was a 12 valve because I already had a whole bunch of parts, you know, gotcha. laying around. So, uh, <clears throat> so 
So 2020, we ran the 12 valve until we uh, blew it up at the ice cream cruise. And then we drove down to Texas and bought another 12 valve, put that in it, and ran the rest of the season. So uh, a 12 valve is a really common diesel, uh, an earlier year diesel engine, uh, very easy to... uh, to do swaps and all that stuff with them. Kind of like an LS now, but in the yep. diesel world, 12 out. But it got, uh, so after 2020 season, I picked up a, you know, a bunch of uh, social media uh, momentum per se. Yep. And I was talking to uh, Jeremy Wagler uh, and uh, he is a, he owns a machine shop uh, in the diesel industry, and I was talking to him, and I said, "Hey, what would it take for you to build me a basically a bulletproof 12-valve engine?" Yep. And uh, why I'm talking about this story, uh, maybe you can go onto my Facebook page and go through the truck build. I know you've done this before, but go through yep. the truck Absolutely. build, and you'll see a burnt engine. There's a burnt engine on there. Uh, but anyways, so I was talking to Jeremy Wagler and I said, what will you do? What would it take for you to build me a, uh, a 12 valve engine that I just can't destroy? Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want any issues this year. I had enough issues last year. Don't want any issues this year. He said, to be honest with you, I am not interested in building you a 12 valve. Okay. I said, okay, well, that kind of, uh, you know, puts me uh, down a little bit. Uh, I said, what are you interested or what would spike your interest to team up with us this next year? And he says, I would be interested in building you a 2020 long block uh, Cummins motor. And I said, I said, hey, buddy. I might travel the country a little bit, and you might think I'm a rich boy, but I ain't a rich boy. <laughs> so, awesome. uh, so I was, uh, so I said, okay, uh, you know, we, we put together a proposal, and I said, uh, all right, I'm going to go out and find an engine, and then we'll start from there. A brand new engine cost. Uh, a used brand new engine would cost me about ten to thirteen thousand dollars. Oh yeah. And let me. I see you going through there. Sorry. Yeah, I figured I would pull it up while I'm uh, while I'm running down through here. So like. Yeah, I, I think no, that's the twelve valve engine. Yeah. Anyways, I'll keep talking. I uh, I don't think you're in the. Oh, yeah, I don't man. know. That was the twelve valve. Yeah, that was the twelve valve common the compound turbo setup that STL Fab put together for me. You're a little bit too far. You're too far down. You're in 2019. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, keep going. Keep. Yeah, you're you're still in 2019. You still got. Okay, so I need to go down, down. Yeah, you need to keep going. No, no, other way, other way. Okay. Like, go. Uh, yep. Yeah, go. Oh, Went too like, far. Uh no, you're at the you're in the old build. Uh I have it organized on here. I'll find it real quick. But anyways, okay. guys, uh I'll send it to you real quick on Messenger. I I can okay. find it. 
Uh, anyway, so I was talking to Jeremy Weisler, and he says, you know, he'll do a 2020 engine for me. I said, all right, let me see what I can, let me see what I can find you. And so I went on, I was talking to a couple of my diesel friends, and they said, uh, you know, it's going to cost you about, you know, ten to $13,000 for this engine. And that's unmodified. That's strictly stock. That's a long yeah. block, no fuel, no nothing. I was like, oh, uh, I can't can't afford that yeah that's a bunch so what did i do i ended up going on i ended up uh getting on ebay and i found uh i ended up going on ebay and i found an engine and uh out of so the newer dodges they were having issues with transmission fires oh dang yeah <laughs> So I ended up finding a burnt engine, which oh, I found it right here. I need these; these people gotta, they have to see this engine, okay? Because this kind of simulates or kind of tells my story. So give us just okay. Check your messenger in just a couple seconds here. All right, there you go. It's in your it's in your messenger. Anyway, so I found this burnt engine. <laughs> <laughs> And, Hang on, I'm, I'm getting it pulled up. I'm getting it pulled up. Keep yeah. talking. So I found this burnt engine, and I told Jeremy, I said, "Hey, dude, I found an engine. It's a killer deal. It's thirty-five hundred bucks." He says, "He said, send it to me." And this, yeah, this is the engine right here. He said, "He said, uh, man, that thing looks a little rough, but uh, <laughs> send it, send it to me, and we'll see what we can do with it." I said, "I said, okay." So I ended. So I bought it off of eBay. I sent it to the. I sent it to uh, Jeremy, and while he was building the engine, I, you know, I had to go around the, the diesel community and uh, get all the supporting mods for this engine. Now that I've partnered with uh, Jeremy on it, and so I ended up. Uh, I ended up reaching back out to Levon. If you guys remember, an hour and 20 minutes ago, I was talking about Levon helping me with the head gaskets. I reached out to him and I said, "Hey, what can you know? Can you help me with this? With you know, with this next project?" And you know, he was all he was all on board with it. He ended up uh, sponsoring me uh, a few things here and there. Uh, I got a fuel system for it, and then uh, I already had the turbo for it and all the all that good stuff so now i'm getting back on here okay what uh what size uh, turbo is on your truck now an 85 uh what is that 8596 uh 132 turbo from force induction dude that's a huge turbo for a diesel huge yeah so I just check your messenger. I just sent you the after picture so we can show the people what great work was done to that engine. Almost there. I'm getting I'm getting it figured out. Hang on, I guess. No, no problem. But anyway, so I, I went around the diesel community and I scrounged up uh parts for this build and uh there's the there's the current engine so it went from the burn engine and now this is the you know this is the newer version of it so uh 
like I said, I went around the diesel community. I basically had to sell myself again. And I told them, I was like, hey, you know, here's the here's the engine we're working with. Here's the program we're working with. Uh, yeah. So uh, Dude, now, we have a, now we have now we have a sixteen hundred horsepower twenty twenty CGI block uh, Street Fighter engine in the truck. So you know, to make more than six or seven hundred horsepower in an LS, you, you know. Rods and pistons. I mean, is that like stuff that you do in a diesel, or is that like how are there any stock pieces left on that setup? That engine does have stock pistons. Uh, it does have the Waggler Street Fighter rods in it. It has a stock crank. Uh, it does have a built head. Wow. So that's so the bottom. The bottom end is strictly rods. Yep, and that's badass and yeah. then uh cam stuff i mean are, like i'm sure it's there's a stock companies. cam no, wow stock cam. yep stock stock cummins cam that's wild i so is you know is a is a cam and a diesel like a cam in a in a it's not like a cam in a gasoline setup uh for sure at that point so i mean there's companies that make that stuff like can you pick up another hundred horsepower another 200 horsepower with a cam swap i mean like is you know that's a very that's a very good question we haven't went down the road of that just yet with the with the new style engines because yeah. Cummins Cummins changed their engines in 2019 they changed the whole uh they changed pistons they changed the the head design like they changed a bunch of stuff so we haven't went down that avenue yet, but hey, uh, speaking of it, actually, uh, yeah, we might next year. That's cool. So, um, you know, diesel RPM stuff, the newer diesels obviously turn more RPM than like a 12-valve wheel. What kind of mm -hmm. RPMs are you turning in this setup? Uh, this setup, we turn approximately about 4,500 to 5,000. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> like... That's that's not meaning that's not very many, you know. When you start talking about like really high horsepower LS stuff, I mean they're turning those like eight grand, eighty five hundred. Well, you know, a so, stock a, a stock diesel engine only turns like like my tow truck will turn twenty eight hundred RPMs. That's it. That's crazy. So when what kind of RPM range is your? Because that turbo is gigantic. Yeah. So for like I'm trying to explain it to folks like, you know, for it, for it to feed a turbo that big on a diesel generally takes RPM and exhaust volume. That's, that's what turns a turbo is exhaust volume. Mm -hmm. So what, I mean, do you have any real boost below 2,500 RPMs? I mean, is it like nothing, no. nothing, nothing. And then just boom. Uh, uh, so to get yeah so to answer your question there's not a lot of power at about 2500 right but uh the power really starts coming in about 28 to 3000 mm -hmm. uh rpms but nitrous is our friend yeah <laughs> yeah you know when i when i go to when i when i go uh, up to the line and you know, you'll when you guys see me race the truck, 
I'll do my burnout, and then I will creep along. Uh, I'll, I'll hold the brake almost all the way to the floor, and I'll press the gas, kind of riding the brake. And what we're doing there is we're creating heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're creating heat inside the inside the turbo, and the more heat we can get inside the turbo, it's going to start spooling. Yep. And then when I get up to the line, I press my trans brake button, and then that activates the nitrous, and nitrous will start spraying inside, and then that's what will light that big charger. That's awesome. So, uh, what size converter is in that truck? I mean, is it like a? Well, all right, back up. What what trans is in it? One, and you, I know you said earlier, but I was turning the heater on. Uh, what trans is in it, and then what size converter is in it? Uh, that that uh, transmission is basically it's a stock case out of the 1995 Dodge. It's a 47RH transmission. What? Yeah, dude, that's and wild. It has all billet internals. Uh, obviously, you know, bigger clutch packs. Yep. Uh, the converter is from uh, DPC Converters. Uh, it's it's a four disc converter on that. So wow, I guess yep. it would probably have to be to hold the the amount of torque that you're turning at such a low RPM. Yeah, we're turning eighteen hundred foot pounds of torque on a switch. You know, we lock up. We yep. that torque converter has a lock up. So when we you know when we shift into second gear about. Uh, you know, quarter of a second in the second gear, we hit lockup, and it's full, like full direct from the engine to the rear end. It's direct. That's wild, dude. What what software do you run diesel stuff with? Like, is it you know, Holly is typical, you know, LS world stuff. I mean, it, it's a uh, it's a stock 06 ECM. Wow. Okay. Yep. I can't imagine the computer wizardry that would go into like that that computer running that new of an engine, you know? Yeah, you know a lot of it, a lot of the diesel stuff is a lot different than the gas. You know, we don't we don't mess around a lot with the timing mm. of of the engine. We mess. Uh, at, at least on the common rails, you, we don't mess around. You know, on on gas, you add more timing for more power. Yeah. Well, on diesel stuff, we add, we set the timing, and then we add more injector uh, pulse width to add more power. Oh, I got you. Okay, and so you know, like Stevens built uh, several different diesel setups, uh, like mm-hmm. a twelve valve and then twenty four valve stuff. And so you know, when you talk about Oh, 100 over injectors and things like that. Like, right. I mean, but but the level you're at, like, I can't even imagine the trying to do the software tuning for, you know, adding extra pulse width to the injectors. Yeah, to the you know, injector. it's just wild, dude. I, I leave that up to the other guy on the side on the other side of my email. He just emails yep. me the file. I put it in, and he knows what he's doing. Uh, all I know is I have to let go of the transfer button and go. That's awesome. So when uh, like race week is a, is a good example. Did you just was it kind of like a single tune set and forget get me through the yep. week type yep. tune? Yep. Um, now at at an event, would you? 
would you email him or call him and go, hey, I need more. It, it, it can go faster. There's more traction at this track. I mean, are, no. are you that, that competitive mm -hmm. with it? Nope, because I've struggled all year to get that chassis to hook up and go. Yeah. So I knew my 60 foot wasn't going to be good. Yep. So I knew I was just going to have to top in the truck. And we struggled at Noble trying to get a good 60 foot out of it. And mm -hmm. we just kind of said, you know what, let's just pop in the truck. And so uh, with, uh, you know, a lot of you, a lot of your uh, viewers, they probably have diesel trucks and, uh, you know, you have a tow tune, you have a, a street tune, you have, you know, uh, you have different tunes on your, on your truck. And, uh, the main thing we, the only thing we changed was like the, what's it called? The, the staging limiter. That's pretty much all we, all we really changed. We didn't have to change tunes or anything like that. Yep. Well, and being one of the, you know, be, I, I think you were the only diesel truck, right? Or diesel rig all week, right? No. no the, the Chevelle had the Duramax in it. That's right. Well, yeah. Our buddy Rick was with us. And then our, and then that, uh, that a rat rod remember that rat rod oh bernie, uh, guy yeah. Was, yeah bernie yeah. was there also we ra yeah. we uh did a little friendly grudge race at the uh where was it i think it was in i don't know where it was but we raced each other and yeah that's awesome that truck is fast fast that he's, truck is fast fast yeah he, he's got you by some by some pounds i'm sure but your truck's pretty light uh what's that thing weigh uh unfortunately it only weighs about Four thousand pounds. <laughs> well, dude, two thousand of it's under the hood and the trans and rear. That's, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true. That's where we kind of. That's where what. That's, that's the issue with the truck is it's so nose heavy, and so we're trying to figure out how to get it to transfer weight so it can actually hook and go. And I skipped geometry class in high school, and so I don't yeah. know how a four link works. And yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, I, I know we saw you guys moving bars. Uh, you were changing quite a bit of stuff during the week. Um, mm -hmm. the, the few times we were able to, to hang out while you were while you were wrenching on it. Uh, yeah. So do you think like moving forward, uh, so it's four link now. Do you think yep. you'll like, I mean, obviously you're probably going to stay four link, but how do you how do you fix that? Do you scoot the engine back more? Is there room to do that? Is there... You know, do you do you squat it a little bit? Like, how do you? Uh, our plan right now, as I scratch my head, trying to think about this, <laughs> our our plan currently is to uh, we're gonna build a a new fuel cell. It's gonna be about uh, it's gonna be a the bottom of it is a quarter inch uh, a quarter inch thick uh, mild steel. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna add some weight to the back. We're cool. gonna uh, it's gonna be a twenty gallon fuel cell. The fuel cell alone is probably gonna weigh about a hundred pounds. Yep. And with twenty gallons of fuel, twenty times eight, you're at probably what another hundred and fifty pounds. So we're gonna yep. add about two hundred and fifty or so pounds to the back. Uh, we're also gonna change the springs in the front and the shocks in the front because we're not too far off of our goal. Our goal is to run uh, low, not low, sorry, <laughs> low nines 
or high eights in the quarter mile. Wow, dude, that's so yeah. fast. That's yep. so fast. So that that's our goal. We're not too far off of it. We just got to move a little bit of weight around. Yep. Uh, but not a lot of people, you know, racers always want to take weight out, take weight out, I need to take weight out. Well, we got to add a little bit more weight back into it. Yep. And and over the rear, you know, because the cell's behind the axle, right? So past yep. the rear axle is a good spot if you're trying to you know, yep. leave. That's awesome. Um, what's the, the fastest ET the truck's been? I don't like to talk about the ET time because, like I said, we're top ending. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come, you're, uh, you're slow rolling out. and then Right. So the fastest mile per hour that truck's ever been was 154 miles an hour in a quarter mile. That's awesome. So that's if awesome. you do a calculator, that's probably a low nine-second, high eight-second truck. Yep, yep. You just yep. got to get it, that thing to freaking leave. You just got to get it 60-foot, man. Yep, yep. yep. And that, that would be pretty tough, even with a big tire like that, because you just can't hit it with the with the beans, you know. Uh, well, you got to you got to keep in mind. I have a stock rear end. That's a stock rear end in that truck. That's, <laughs> yeah, Dude, I figured it was like all kinds of beefed up in some crazy twelve thousand no. dollar rear axle or something. No, no, no. That's a stock rear end in a truck. So every time I let go of the trans brake, I prayed that it would not, you know, the pinion wouldn't shatter. So. That's crazy. I mean, think like if somebody that was our age in the seventies was hearing that factory stuff was taking people deep in the nines with that kind of power, yeah. they would think we were crazy. Crazy. They'd be they'd be like, "There's no way." But it, it's all in power management. It's all in how yep. it comes out. Um, mm -hmm. So, so we've obviously got another few questions. I, I'd like to stay under about two hours for this one, um, but let's. I mean, you've got to call out some of your sponsors, Mandy. I mean, they, they help you to be able to do this. So I'd love to give you a chance to to thank them and, and kind of go through some of the folks that support you. Uh, my biggest my biggest supporter would uh, would be my family, first of all. You know, my brother, uh, my current girlfriend. Uh, they're my biggest supporters. I... Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them. So uh, I'm super stoked about that. Uh, Firepunk Diesel, uh, you guys check them out on YouTube. Firepunk Diesel, uh, they're a huge supporter of us. Uh, Waggler Competition, huge supporter of us. Uh, uh, my, it's kind of hard for me to, uh, kind of hard for me to say this, but. Uh, my best friend Joshua Chapman here at CFT Performance, he's my biggest supporter. You know, that's awesome. That's awesome. He provided. He he helps me with uh, shop space. You know, my truck's out there. It's been on the lift for three weeks. He hasn't complained one time of it. You know, tying up the lift. Uh, you know, we just push it in and out as customers come. Uh, he provides me a shop space, uh, an office space. Uh, you know that he's without CFP performance. I don't think this program would would have been uh, possible. But uh, That's he's awesome. a huge supporter of us. Uh, like I said, Waggler Competition, uh, Extra G Fuel. If you guys need any fuel uh, product for your uh, truck, also a huge huge sponsor, and it is becoming winter time. So. Uh, 
uh, OptiLube, OptiLube lubricants. They're a diesel and they're a diesel fuel additive. So if you guys are worried about your diesel uh, fuel gelling up, especially down in the south, uh, it gets cold down there and they don't have no additives in your diesel. Make sure you hit up OptiLube. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or you can call them direct. They're one of our title sponsors. And then one other sponsor I'd like to shout out would be uh, Hot Bods, Hot Bods Fiberglass. They're the ones that uh, provided all the fiberglass body panels for the drag truck. And uh, those body panels withstanded uh, the Oklahoma roads, 1,300 plus miles. Uh, so, yeah, hot bodge fiberglass for sure. That's cool. There's probably, there's probably other ones on there that I've missed, but those are the ones that stand out the most for me. So, That's cool, man. And yeah. it's, it's so cool to, uh, to, to know there's that many folks – that are, that are behind you you know that's 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 awesome. oh that's just a, that's just a small that's 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 only like a handful of people you know <laughs> yeah. people people like you you know you and i you and i shoot messages back and forth all the time but my biggest supporters would be the people that i meet at the races yeah yeah yep yeah it's cool man and your story is so cool dude i, I hope people have have enjoyed like this, this hour and 40 minutes, hour and 35 minutes that you've been able to tell it because yeah, there, it's, there's it's a lot real, more to it than what a lot of people know. <laughs> yep. Well, and yeah. it, it's so neat that, you know, and I think that's what I love and I've said it before. It's what I love about this long format stuff. You know, you, you were really, you were the first one that kicked off the quick 16. Um, I think I only had 12 questions in and I was, it was yeah. like 10 minutes long. Um, but you're really the driving force behind that. A lot of the driving force behind me getting back behind the mic and, uh, and doing this way more than just once a week with, uh, with friends and things like that. We, so I appreciate that. I mean, you, you've motivated me for, for sure to, uh, to push our envelope a little bit here too. Um, let's get back to some car stuff. Okay. Let's, if, if no budget was, uh, was if you had all the money in the world, what car would you build? I would, uh, I'd probably build a diesel truck. But uh, to be honest with you, I would build something that the common folk could, uh, to, could uh, relate with. That's cool. Even, even if I had the most, all the money in the world, yeah. I would still build something that someone could relate to because... I, I don't want to be out there and be somebody that, yeah, I would be someone they could look up to, but they'd be like, well, I can never do that. I could never do that. Yeah. I could never build that engine. Well, I, I, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things is like when you meet, and I have a good friend named Jonathan Montgomery, and he has Lamborghinis. Okay. That's, that's his car. He, he prefers Lamborghinis for fun stuff. And you can, you can talk to that dude anytime, doesn't matter. And kids will walk up to the car and he will like literally tell them everything about the car, let them mm -hmm. sit in it and all that kind of stuff. And when those kids walk off, he'll walk up and go, man, I hope I, I made that kid a car guy. I hope that kid, yeah. when he grows up, he has whatever car he dreams of and he lets kids sit in it. You know, that's a, that's a big part of this world and the car world, especially uh, you know, as, as kids are coming up through the phases, I remember being at car shows and being 10 or 12 years old and, and not 
people would be like, Hey man, don't, don't get too close. You know, look, don't touch, right. you know, things like that. Yeah. And, and just from our conversations, I, I don't think you would ever be like that. I think that's really, that's no, really I'm, cool. I'm going to send, I'm going to send you a picture here, here real quick of, uh, uh, I have I I have uh, inspired a lot of a lot of kids, you know, and that's yep. kind of my that's kind of my driving my driving uh, force behind uh, behind this is to inspire adults, but also to inspire yep. kids. But there was this one little girl uh, that I here's the picture right here. Here, you're gonna this picture, man. This picture freaking shakes me up every time uh i'm gonna send it to you on the, on the facebook there okay so i was at a racetrack one night and it was one of my first outings and as you guys probably know you know there's not a lot of diesels at racetracks you know and so uh <clears throat> i was out i was you know doing my thing doing my thing and uh this I just got done. I just got done with the evening, and I was packing up the truck. And this, and I was talking to these fans or these kids, and uh, you know, we were talking about the truck. And this little girl that that's in the picture there, and her mom were standing off in the distance, just you know, patiently, patiently waiting, and. Uh, the the mom comes up to me and she says, "Hey, you know, uh, out of all the vehicles, there's probably 60 cars there that night." And she says, "Out of all the cars, this little girl here, my daughter, she says she just loves your truck." And I said, <laughs> I, "And you know, it just it just took me up there, man. Like, yeah, you know, dude, that's awesome. We we never we never know as us racers, we never know who's in the stands." And who we're going to inspire, you know, yep. and yep. that's why I feel it's really important to, you know, to start closing this podcast with the message to the racers out there. It, it's very important for you guys to hold your composure, no matter how heated the race gets, no matter how pissed off you get with your vehicle. It's very important that we hold our composure because we do not know who's watching us. And yeah, if you're out there cussing at your car and pissed off, you know, that little girl wouldn't have walked up to me. That little boy wouldn't ask me for my autograph. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, a lot of times, too, that uh, your attitude and how you react to that situation, you know, that kid may have been standing there waiting for you, but then they're like, oh, crap, I don't want to talk to him right now. He's really mad, you know? Yeah. And so they, yep. they go, and, you know, they intend to come back later, but then the parents are like, hey, let's go, things like that. Yep. So that, that's a that's a great point. Yeah, Danny says lead by example. Uh, that's obviously, you know, the the way we would want to live life for sure. Um, yeah. All right, dude, let's, let's get into these kind of – I, I want to know, uh, do you have any other hobbies? Do you – do you, before before you lived this life, what did uh, what were some of your hobbies? Because Donovan said Donovan said you used to autocross. Yeah, I used to autocross. That kind of got me into it. Uh, you know, I like to I like to uh, you know go. Uh, 
I like to go places where other people dream of going. You know, I've traveled all over this. I've traveled all over the Americas. You know, I've been to yep. Costa Rica. I've been all over Mexico. What I like to do, and it's my hobby, is to go places other people have never been or that they desire to go to. You know, I I went to Cuba. I've been to the Grand Caymans. I've been all over the Americas. Like that's awesome. And I and I share that with you guys, so hopefully it inspires you guys. That's my hobby, man. To be honest with you, that's what I live for. Like, I don't take a lot of personal time. Like, I am here to live for you guys. That's, that's so. That's it, Dan, dude. Danny Diesel, the uh, motivational <laughs> motive uh, man, not motivational speaker, because you're not telling us what to do. You're, uh, you're showing. I don't even know how to word that. We're going to come up. I'm with living it. I'm living it. Hopefully, you follow behind me and say, hey, yeah. you know what? I want to do that, too. Like, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. <laughs> what What is something that you have always wanted to do? Yeah, dude, Grand Canyon, 100%. Grand Canyon and then, like, the the mountains. I, I would love to take just two or three weeks worth of trip just to get in the car and, and just go and – like drive for hours and look at all of that stuff. I've been, you know, skiing and things like that, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, when you're, when you're on vacation, you're so crammed for time because you're trying to do so much stuff. I would, I would love to just not have to worry for three weeks and just go cruise the mountains and do, you know, Yellowstone and all that kind of stuff. Well, why my question is why would it take, you know, you don't need three weeks you could split that three weeks up in the smaller portion, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fly out to Vegas, drive over to the Grand Canyon. It's yep. it, super, you know, super, super easy. And you could do it, you know, take off Wednesday and come back on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy is like the Vegas flights from XNA here in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, dude, they're like a hundred dollars a person round trip. Like it's nothing to do that. I'm, I'm for sick week. I'm flying to, uh, into Tampa for a hundred dollars one way and a hundred dollars right. home. I mean, a $200 round trip. I mean, dude, that's a, and they fly out Fridays and back Mondays. I mean, that's an easy trip, you know, same yeah, for Vegas. That, uh, yeah. You got to take a little bit of time off of work to do it, but yep. you know, it, it's definitely something that's doable. The grand Canyon in November don't go. It's 32 degrees, but it is beautiful. <laughs> don't don't sleep in a U-Haul is what you're saying. No, don't sleep in a U-Haul, man. That was not that was not smart, but we did it. Hey, dude, that's part of the adventure. That's uh, so Jonathan Stonecipher said early on. He said, you know, we're not going to tell people what we almost did. He's going to tell people, you know, he's like, we're going to tell people what what we did in our life, you know, not like, right. oh man, I almost went to the Grand Canyon yeah. one time. Uh, Let's see. Hang on. Uh, Danny says that he knows another motivational speaker who does this very thing with the exception. He does marathon runs or massive bike rides. I would like to do that, man. Don't start manifesting stuff on me like that. <laughs> Go on hey, like Dan yeah, Danny was trying to get us into a uh, into a gravel ride. Me and uh, Nick from Australia into a gravel ride. It's like 300 miles. I'm so I mountain bike as another as another hobby, you know. Okay. And so uh, that, that's all I need is one more hobby is gravel riding. Um, and, and I'm Danny. I'm not going to do the trip. I'm not. I'm not riding across that state on a uh, on a bicycle. No, but you could you could take your bicycle on a plane 
and yeah. go to Oregon or Washington in the summertime, you go to the ski slopes, you ride yeah. the ski lift up, and you yeah. mountain bike down. Yeah, see, that's what I keep telling the wife. I'm like, you know, let's go to the mountains for one of our family vacations, mm -hmm. and I'll take my mountain bike with me, and then you guys can enjoy the view, and you can just watch me come down this mountain on my mountain bike. It'd be great. Come down on the mount on your mountain bike, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe rolling down, dude. That's probably what would happen. So <laughs> let's uh, let's jump into these last few here. Okay. Um, we, we call it the fast five questions. I, I think the first one you've answered a couple times, but uh, what's the fastest you've driven? It would be the 154 miles an hour in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yep. And then uh, WD40 or PB Blaster. Uh, I've answered this one before for you, and I use neither of them. I am more of a breaker bar type of guy. Yep. Just, yep. You were the one we were talking about the four foot stripper hole breaker. Yeah, bar. we were. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, gloves or bare hands? Oh, man. I'm a, I'm a bareback type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then, uh, what's a tool you can't live without? Shout out to Milwaukee Tools. Hopefully they're hearing us out there. Yes, Milwaukee, sponsor this dude. Send this dude some stuff. All right, this is a good one. And uh, Richard Edward or Dirty Panda on uh, YouTube came up with it. He said, what is a part you have broken multiple times before upgrading? <laughs> uh, that would have to be a – well, I haven't upgraded the fuel cell yet. But it's either a fuel cell or a head gasket. Nice. Nice. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Well, dude, we got like six minutes here before the two-hour mark. What do you, what haven't we talked about? I, I feel like we've we've told some stories, we've had some fun, but there's gotta be yeah. some stuff that that we we haven't talked about. You know, I would just like to take this time just to thank you for your time and taking time away from your family to uh have a conversation with me and, and share my story with your viewers. Uh, but this movement is not about me, man. It's about reaching out to the bigger, uh, the bigger picture. You know, there's a lot of hurting people in this world. There's a lot of hurting people in this country that, uh, that just need a, just need a smile, man. They yeah. just need, you know, that guy just got in an argument with his wife and he went to the racetrack. He just needs you to smile at him. He just yeah. needs you to say, you know, when you're walking down the pit, say, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and also, That's you know, I would just like to share with people, just because people look at me and they're like, oh, that guy's living the dream. But you don't see all the hard work behind it, you know? Just because the guy has uh, brand new cars and stuff in his driveway, that doesn't mean that's what's happening behind closed doors, you know. Uh, and and we just we just need to learn to listen to people. Yeah, you know, yeah, if that's, you that's a great. Yeah, if you if you listen enough to people, you will start to understand if that person is in a need, you know, and there's, yep. there's nothing wrong with asking a person, you know, are you truly okay? Yeah. You know, there was one, uh, uh, we just got a couple more minutes, but uh, there was a photographer 
on the race week, uh, Chris Story. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have a chance, you should probably get him on your podcast. So, so he's the first person that did our business of burnouts. He was like okay. the first guest I had after race week. Um, okay. Because, dude, he quit his job to do race week and do photography. Yeah, yeah he, he, he's doing – him and I didn't know any, each other. Yeah. But we met each other. We met each other in Kansas at that racetrack. And I'll tell you what, dude, him and I had a powerful conversation. I'm That's gonna go awesome. back and look at. I'm gonna go back and look at that episode, but uh, Chris Story, man, he has one powerful freaking story out there. He quit his job to pursue photography. Yeah, and he quit his job to go on race week to pursue photography. I don't ever recommend anyone to make that financial <laughs> decision, yep. but uh, I do recommend all your followers to just reflect back and reflect deep inside you and if there's something that you desire to go and do stop with the bullshit excuses and just go and do it dude 100 i'm putting chris's uh instagram handle here in the in the comments you can also find him on on facebook as well under chris story photo with an f yeah great great dude killer photography from the week um and cool stuff since then. I mean, obviously, dude has, you know, that's that's his livelihood. That's what he does. Man, hey, I want to say thank you for coming on and and being as open as as you are with, with all the folks that are here. Um, I will tell everybody this is going to be – I'm going to take this audio. I'm going to turn it into a podcast as well uh, so they can listen to it. You know, they won't have to, to use their um, media on their phone for the video and uh, yeah. they can do other things on their phone while they're also listening to it uh, on the podcast. You can find our podcast everywhere. It's under Narcoleptic customs uh, on that too. And then I'm going to also cut dude, There's been a ton of really, really good stuff in this. I'm going to cut it up and uh, do what we call quick cuts and there'll be two or three or four, at least that come from this. Uh, that'll be dropping as well uh, during Narxmas. Listen, the day after Thanksgiving, 1126, through December 23rd, we're going daily, every day. Every day we're going to have something on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we post, we've been posting a ton of pictures uh, on Facebook and really leaving the videos for YouTube. Uh, I'm going to change it up. We're going to post all the stuff everywhere. So it's a, it's a ton of fun. I love bringing our life to everybody. You know, obviously, if you want to see more back behind the scenes stuff, find us on Patreon too. Uh, we just started. We literally have one patron uh destroyer 1320 so it's it's so cool like in the in this time that we've done this we've met so many cool people and made so many new friends and i i, I couldn't do it if we weren't if we weren't documenting our journey so uh, everybody record what you're doing record funny stuff look y'all've got to follow danny on uh tiktok and instagram his stuff is hilarious he's always does dude i think the I don't. I hope it went viral, but the Island Boy stuff you were doing the other day <laughs> on, on TikTok. Oh my gosh, dude, you had me rolling. It's hilarious. So, guys, go find him there. Uh, anything you want to say on the way out, man? I'm going to hit the button here in just a second. Uh, for the last 50 seconds of this, I just can't. I just can't emphasize enough. You know, there's there's people out there that want our help. And there's people out there that need us. And sometimes, man, it's 
there's nothing wrong with just giving giving a person, you know, uh, obviously a consensual hug, and yep. just letting them know that everything's going to be okay. Yep, yep. There's a Expect- lot of folks that that don't get hugs or pats on the back. You know. Yeah, man. It's it's uh it's a sad it's a sad way of 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 reality, but be nice to people. Yeah. Because yep. you know we never know what's going behind those closed doors. That's exactly right. All right. Y'all, thank you very much for hanging out for two hours. See you guys. I'm hitting the button now. Yeah. Dude.